Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. What's up? This is Bam Margera, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Bill. And this is Brent, and we are in Mastodon. You're listening to Talking Metal, dudes and dudettes. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Skinny from Mushroom Head, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Peace. Hello, beautiful babies. It's Pig Venus and Mushroom Head, and I'm sitting here talking metal. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Mark Striegel, sitting right across from me, it's John Astronomy, broadcasting from Dino's Bikini Bar, New York City, right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to be hopping on a train, heading home in a few minutes, but uh, just great to finally get out and hang out with the one and only Astronomy. Uh, talking Metal Toes. Cheers, Mark. I'm drinking a rum and coke, dude. Good. And I'm drinking a bass beer. A lot of stuff going on. You know that crazy guy, Mikey, who sends out the headbangers, uh, NYC emails? Uh, I get on the train a couple weeks ago, right? I'm all frazzled, and I'm like, got my headphones on, and I, I had a guitar and like three bags, as usual. And I, I sat down, and uh, I knew the ACDC concert was going on that night out at Giant Stadium. And my, my train stops out that way on my way home. I wasn't going to the show. But I sit down in the train, and uh, it's like one of those four-seaters, you know, and there's like a few people sitting there. And I sit down next to this dude, and he, and as I sit down, again, I was in a, a, a really foul mood, but uh, and I had the headphones on, and the guy kind of nods at me, you know, and um, the guy sitting next to me, and I didn't take the headphones off. I nodded back. I kind of said, hey, what's up? And... Uh, I kept thinking, I recognize this dude, but he didn't he didn't bother me, he didn't tap, he kind of looked away and just let me sit there. And then as he was getting up to get off to go to the ACDC show, uh, 
I, I recognized him. It was Mikey. And I, I pulled off the headphones and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he was like, he was like, hey, man, I didn't want to bother you. And I was like, dude, you should have bothered me. I would have loved to have spoken with you. Uh, but I said, Mikey, great seeing you. And he uh, was like, yeah, I figured you were going to the show and we would catch up when we walked to the arena. I was like, nah, I'm not going, man. And uh, so it was kind of interesting running into Mikey and uh, literally, uh, I wish he was a little more aggressive and would have uh, engaged the conversation with me. Definitely, man. Mikey came over to the old spacecraft department and hung out with us. And he does a great website or blog or email. It's called headbangernyc.com, I believe. Something to that effect. Look it up. Google it. The main thing he does is an, uh, like a weekly or bi-weekly email that he sends out with usually a little funny like note. Some of them are a little weird, like talking about shaving his pubes and stuff. But if you if you can get through that, he, he uh, you know he, sometimes he says some cool stuff. But nice nice guy and uh, loves his rock. That's for sure. No doubt, we love Mikey and uh, we were happy to have him over on Talking Metal and would like to get him on again. Man, he's a cool dude and anybody who's flying a flag high for metal is our kind of dude. Speaking of ACDC, how about a little ACDC right now? This is John, myself, and the one and only Evan Seinfeld doing Walk All Over You by ACDC. Check it out on Talking Metal.
Walk All Over You by Talking Metal, Evan Seinfeld, and the Spiders. That's with a Y and a Z. Great band. Those guys were amazing, man. Evan Seinfeld, John Monty, and the gang. I ran into John outside of the Broadway play that features hard rock and metal. What play is that? I think it's Rock of Ages, but uh, I got to tell you, um, what you guys just heard there, for better or worse, has never, ever been heard before. That is a talking metal exclusive, and John and I are drinking tonight. Another toast! Another toast! Cool, cool, yeah. Good stuff. We uh, shot that, actually, for the Fuse show, and didn't end up uh, getting the rights to the publishing, so it never aired, unfortunately. Sad stuff. Yeah, you know what, guys? There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that no one ever knows. And believe me, we would love to fill you all in, but for legal reasons, we can't. For for legal reasons, for we don't want astronomy to end up in jail. Those are the le- legal reasons. But you know, um, Sci-Fi, where I work, has a great show called Caprica. It's the uh, I guess you call it spinoff of Battlestar Galactica, set fifty-four years uh, in the past. The girl who plays Zoe on Caprica was cast as Lita Ford in the new Runaways movie, which is going to be massive. I mean, these are big stars that are in this movie, and uh, mysteriously was, uh, after it was announced in Rolling Stone magazine that she was playing Lita Ford in the Runaways movie, coming out soon, uh, was uh, taken out of that role and and, uh, demoted to uh, one of the second or third bass player in that band. So, which is too bad for her, but you got to watch Caprica, and we have to watch the Runaways movie. That is coming soon to the theaters. This is going to be massive. It's like all Hollywood A-list in this. You know, Kristen Stewart from Twilight. I, I don't know who she is, but apparently she's very famous. My parents watch that movie Twilight. I don't like to watch anything with people younger than me. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> uh, Dakota Fanning, who uh, another sci-fi connection, was, of course, star of Taken. Now she's like some 17-year-old uh, chick. She's in it. And I forget the girl who was recast as Lita Ford, but uh, all the top Hollywood stars playing uh, the parts of Joan Jett, Lita Ford, and the rest of the Runaways, a band that really, in retrospect, didn't do all that well back in the 70s. I got to mention, not to go off topic, but Dakota Fanning was great in Taken, and I thank you for giving me that box set, man. It was amazing. You bet. Yeah, uh, cool. We are hanging out here in New York City. Heaven and hell, kind of a scandalous end to the tour. Any comments on that, John? Dio apparently is going to be doing some solo dates, correct? And uh, who knows what's going on? I don't know. All I know is that I have a DVD rack in my apartment that has four DVDs on it. Kissology 1, Kissology 2, Kissology 3, and Heaven and Hell live at Radio City. Four DVDs I was part of. Yeah, Heaven and Hell, the New York City show, they had to like give away a lot of the tickets. Uh, it did, did not sell all that well. Uh, they were able to fill it up with a lot of the free tickets that they were giving away. Um, Tony Iommi seemed in a bad mood. Eddie Trunk did something with him, and fans were asking him for pictures, and he was saying no. Um, he then said in the press that they should bring some Aussie songs into the set. 
Dio then said he would not be singing Ozzy songs. In general, from what I'm told, the tour didn't do all that great. The album really didn't do all that great either. It sold under 40,000 its first week. And, you know, the failure, Chinese Democracy, sold 235,000 in one its first week. So I'm not sure what that makes Heaven and Hell uh, last album. Although there are some great songs off that, that last Heaven and Hell album. Uh, Devil You Know is the name of it. Uh, I was just watching the video, I think Bible on... Uh, Fuse on Demand. I actually have a song from the album on my current top 20 on the TalkingMetal.com website. And basically, my opinion on this whole thing is, and I got two things. This is a two-part opinion. This amount of records being sold by such a great band, Heaven and Hell, 40,000 first week, it's sad Yet, at the same time, it's understandable because of the fact that the times are so bad and nobody's buying records. But what makes me matter is the fact that people, you know, badmouth Guns N' Roses for selling much, much more, called their album a failure. And yet, I have not heard anyone calling Dio and Iomi and the whole gang a failure yet. And I think that the media is ridiculous. There's, there's actually starting to be some rumblings on message boards and stuff about Heaven and Hell. Listen, great band. I love Heaven and Hell. I love Black Sabbath. I think it's time for them to just take a little break, maybe a few years. We'll see where things are at. Iomi has to do a solo tour. Go out there, play all those Black Sabbath hits with the, from the Ozzy era, from the Dio era, from the Tony Martin era. Play you know, one of your songs like... Uh, off your Glenn Hughes solo album or off the album with, uh, you know, Billy Idol and, and Dave Grohl, and which I think was just called Iomi. That was a great, great album. Goodbye Laminate was a great song with Dave Grohl. I'd love to hear these songs in concert. Iomi solo tour is what I am asking for. Sometimes it's so cool to see one of these legendary guys in a small club on his own fronting a band. Just like it was so cool to see Ace back in the day in the Fraley's Comet days fronting his own band. And we are looking forward to seeing Tony Iommi, who we've had on Talking Metal, and who I actually ran into once in the MTV lobby. Cool. Tony is the man. He is the guy who invented it all. And I'd love to see him... With Ozzy, with Dio, hell, with Tony Martin. I think Tony's available. <laughs> Let's see what happens. By the way, guys, we have a great show. We have Mushroom Head coming up tonight, and we should have mentioned that early on, but we are having so much fun rocking out, and I know the dudes in Mushroom Head would understand because they are cool, cool guys, man. Mark, I wish you would have been there with me when we were hanging out with those guys. I'm sorry I missed it. Great band Deftones on the jukebox right now. And the guy is in a coma. Which guy is that? I forgot his name. Chino? Something like that? And Jose from Sirius has a uh, website set up for him uh, where you can donate money. I'm going to be giving a donation myself. We'll link that through today's show notes. You know what? I'm so bummed out about this because right when that happened, we put that in our news section. And I never thought that this coma was going to go on this long. I thought that he was going to be, you know, under the best care, which I'm sure he is. 
and that he was going to come out of it. But we pray for him. And, uh, man, guys, do what you got to do. Donate. Go to Jose's website. Do what you got to do, man, because this is a, a great guy. And um, it's just a tragedy. Cool. Let's get into some music and then come back and talk some Mushroom Head. This is Almost Is Nothing, Growing Disgrace. Oh, my God. 
was growing disgraced by almost is nothing. A great man that sent their CD into Talking Metal. You can check them out at myspace.com slash almost is nothing. Or their email, which is almost is nothing at hotmail.com. We're going to have to end this podcast right now because John is inhaling rum and cokes. <laughs> I'm going to get one more. All right, well, let's let's wrap this up, man. You did an interview with Mushroom Head. You said the show was awesome, right? Yeah, let me tell you about the night. It was amazing, man. Let me tell you, my good friend Rob, who is their manager, and he's also from Trustkill, was so cool. He's been a talking metal listener forever. He was showing me that... On his phone and on his iPod, he listens to Talking Metal, and he said he does it before he goes to sleep every night, which is really, really cool. And basically, Rob and Schmatz, the keyboard player, took me out to eat at a great place called Live Bait. Now, Live Bait is a place where this is not that metal, but I think it's metal. I don't know what kind of metal it is, but it's partially metal. Kip Winger wrote the song 17 about a girl that he met at Live Bait, and then Kiss used to practice above Live Bait, supposedly. So, cool place. Anyway, we had crab cakes. They were really good. And then we went over to the show, and the show was amazing. These guys have water drums and all the regular rock instruments and a whole nine yards going on on stage. Masks, it's like Kiss on steroids, and I think it's great. Now, before the show, before I went out to eat with the guys, me... Skinny, who founded the band, one of the founders of the band, back in 1993. Me, Skinny, and Pig Venus, the bass player, hung out and had a great interview. And that's what you're going to hear. But then, let me tell you what happened after. I went on to the bus. Me and Gravy hung out. Talked about everything Mushroom Head, plus his solo band. And unfortunately, we weren't even taping. That's how cool it was. We were just rocking out, hanging out having a great time and basically i just want to tell all you guys these guys are cool dudes and if they're coming to your town you better go see them and buy a cd very cool very cool man i'm looking forward to hearing this interview i'm sorry i wasn't at the show and uh this is going to be a real treat for me and all the talking metal listeners guys buy a t-shirt show your support of talking metal the the top two ways you can do this are A, buy a t-shirt, and B, when you go see these bands and you meet them, let them know you heard their interview or their song on the Talking Metal podcast on iTunes. It's the best thing you can do. The t-shirts are available on TalkingMetal.com in the store section. Again, show your support by Talking Metal by wearing the t-shirt. No doubt about it, the t-shirts are out of control. I am wearing one now. So right now, without any further ado, we're going to get into Simple Survival by Mushroom Head, the interview with Skinny and Pig, and then we're going to follow it up with 1200 by Mushroom Head. Talking metal out. Push the colors from the Drop your feelings at the door. What's your name? Who do 
Hey guys, welcome to Talking Metal. I am here at the Gramercy Theater with very special guests, Mushroom Head. We have Skinny and Pig. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Thanks for having us. Very metal day today. It is metal. Hot and metal. Molten hot metal. We are in the basement backstage, and it thankfully is a little bit cool down here. So, Absolutely. Absolutely much cooler way down here in the bottom. And it's uh, appropriate for metal. It's like a little bit closer to hell. <laughs> so, so you guys are in the midst of about four or five different things right now. You guys are on the head-to-head tour with Head PE, co-headlining tour. And I think it's really cool. How would you guys get the idea to take two big bands with you know, their own fan bases out on the road at the same time? I think it was more presented to us that way, wasn't it? Um, because between Head PE and Mushroom Head, like, the draws are kind of the same as far as the amount of people, so try to get them together and start slamming it out. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, we were doing the, the gathering with the ICP, and I think that uh, we've done it in the past, and they've done it in the past, and it all seemed to be uh, just uh, made more sense to keep it all, everybody in the family, and... They have uh, a little bit of a different style, so the, a lot of the fans are the same, but there's just enough of different polls that might not go see us or, or our fans that might not go see them, and you put them all together, and everybody has a great time. Very cool. It's a great idea. And you guys just came off of three dates on the Mayhem Tour, and I believe you guys were filling in for Bullet For My Valentine? Yeah, I believe so. I'm pretty sure it's one of those one of those Valentine bands or one of those blood... <laughs> thirsty people um no that was really awesome we got to do uh main stage right in front of uh kill switch and then slayer and manson and you know you can't go wrong watching slayer every night you know even though it was only three days in a row but uh yeah mayhem was awesome and i think what was cool is you got to do that fairly close to your home area yeah it was all it was all kind of backyard stuff cleveland detroit and uh the pittsburgh um post-gazette pavilion right very very cool now at the same time, you guys have a DVD out. It's Volume 2, which followed up Volume 1. Now, tell me about the DVD. I know that in addition to just live stuff, you guys try to give the fans a look into really what goes on with the band, not only backstage, but just you know personally and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not really not all that pretty most of the time, and you get to find out when you see it. But the good thing about Volume 2 is it's one better than the first one. It's one more. It's, it's one more better. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of hijinks and uh, a lot of screwing around with each other. And just want to let everybody know that, you know, we take our job very seriously on stage. However, we're just, you know, a bunch of jerk-offs like anybody else. Now, that brings me to talk about the album that you guys are working on that is probably a little more than halfway done. Yeah, yeah, we're about 11 tracks in now, and uh, um, most of it's recorded. It just needs a little bit of work here and there. Once we come off this tour in mid-September, we're going to probably take a week off and then go right back to writing, knock out three or four real heavy ones, and uh, then go straight to mix because we're looking to release this new one possibly around late February, March. And Skinny, you are behind the controls for this, so you're producing it and engineering and mixing and all that stuff. Now, this is done in your, you know, the band studio, right? Yeah, yeah we've built our own little studio over the last 10 years. We've been in the same building, and... Uh, you know, I don't do all the engineering, but um, I do a lot of it, and I do a lot of the editing and, you know, the producing and a lot of a lot of that vocal tracking, just ready to shoot myself, listening to those guys in headphones all day. It's like, oh, God. But no, no, it's, it's coming along really, really well. But with two singers, man, it, it, it takes some time. Now, I like the fact that you guys are 
taking a break from recording to go tour a little bit, and then you'll go back in. And not everybody does that, but I think it's it's great because you might get a little burnt out, and this gives you a little break to go out, hang out with the fans, and maybe bring something new to the table. Well, I'll tell you a good thing uh, about that is the fact that when uh, when you're on the on the road, you really get your chops back up, and so if you can get back into the studio and you can. You don't have to worry about uh, the performance uh, uh, anymore being up to up to snuff. You can go up there and just start ripping it up inside the studio, and uh, and everybody's you know all the all the all the fine digitals you know are, are flowing free. Um, at, at sometimes if, you know when you're just kind of sitting around writing stuff, you kind of get into funks here and there, and and getting out on the road really clears your head of all those little nuances. And then it, it, when you come back in, it takes a whole another approach when you get back in there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just, I just like the fact that uh, you get a break and you come back with, you know, fresh ears, fresh perspective, you know, like even arrangement-wise or something like that. Something will pop in your head and be like, you know what, that part needs to go here and that part, just get rid of it. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to working on, like, new, new tunes on top of the ones that are already done, but just getting back in with a fresh head. Cool. Now, are you guys doing anything from the new album on the tour? No. No, none of it's uh, none of it's developed enough. I mean, it is, but we're not ready. And you know, here's the thing about um, playing unreleased stuff: we notice that when we do that, and you try it out, you know, in your crowd or whatever, that they're into it, but they're all of a sudden just they're not going nuts. They're like paying attention and they're listening and they're watching more than they're like getting into it because and singing along, singing along the fucking words, recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, they're going to record it, and then it'll be out right. before it's ready. That, too. Yeah, they, they, you can't escape that anymore, so we got to watch what we even say. <laughs> as soon as you're out there, first day of the show, the, the next day, something's on YouTube already. Oh, absolutely, dude. It was uh, when we did uh, the One Mayhem with at Blossom in the Cleveland one, it was seriously like six hours later, a whole song was up. And you know what? These fans, they're definitely like heavy-duty fans because they want to tape this, but... If I was the fan, I don't want to be holding the camera or anything. I want to be watching the gig right. and going for it. Right, yeah, absolutely. When I go to see a band, I, I want to just see the band. You know, I don't, I don't want to work. I don't want to work, exactly. <laughs> you beat me to it, man. Well, nowadays, you know, the technology is so easy. Everybody has, you know, you can video record on your telephone. Yeah, and, you know, crazy, crazy. I wanted to go back to talk about the recording process a little bit. And do you guys actually go in there and do like a live version to get maybe a drum track how do you guys begin a song in the studio you know a lot of every session every album is completely different um a lot of this one uh you know he and i sat down and jammed a lot of stuff together to get the initial grooves and vibes out a lot of other stuff i'll just throw down a bunch of drum beats to a click and someone will throw a riff down or someone will just have a riff going and i'll be like ah, do that again oh. and just track it real quick and then you can sit there and kind of piece it together, and then you can make your loops real fast for your singers to get their shit together. <laughs> it's a really cool way of doing it. Instead of, like, the old method was, you know, some guy would basically write all the, the guitar riffs, come in. But this way, I like it because you give each guy in a band a chance to, to really be part of the writing. Yeah, a total shot that way, and it's much more experimental. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get, you know, and we definitely take advantage of, you know, the digital age. You know, I, I've embraced it, and, you know, I, I really like the fact that we do stuff in different times as far as who tracked this when and you know if you got tempos that match or tunings that match you can fly stuff out of one song into another and you know really experiment so that's what we like to do very cool now is j-man gonna appear on this record uh, as of right now yes he's on one 
Very cool. Him, already tracked him. It's one of the obviously heavier ones, but um, yeah, as of right now, I've got all the rough vocals with him, and uh, when we come back, that'll be something that we re-hit. But uh, yeah, yeah, he made an appearance. Very cool. I think all the fans are going to be real happy for that. Yeah. And you know, the, the current lineup I think is top notch. But it's always cool when you know somebody from the past comes back and hangs out with you guys again. Well, you know, he's a real cool dude, and we're still good buddies. You know, still jam once in a while on, on some of the side projects, and uh, so it's always fun having him back around. Definitely. Speaking of side projects, now I know you have some stuff going on. Why don't both of you guys tell me about uh, any side gigs you're doing? Um, well, as of right now, all the side projects are on hold just because of Mushroom Med, you know, being you know right up front and the, the main focus right now. But um, uh, Jeffrey Nothing today feels like Jeffrey something because it's special. No, uh, Jeffrey Nothing has his solo album, uh, and I, I don't know if he's, it's just called Nothing or Jeffrey Nothing because it's not done yet. But um, I uh, help produce and uh, record, and I play drums on that one as well. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that live, but uh, he did that one with this kid back at home in Cleveland. His name's Ryan Farrell, and uh, he basically, the, the kid Ryan kind of wrote the majority of the music, and then Jeff just came in and sang. And that one's really twisted. It's all over the place as far as not really brutal heavy ever, but heavy moments and just kind of, it, it's that it's more like, I don't want to say... Uh, perfect circle because he doesn't sound anything like that but musically it's kind of it's more along that lines than it is say a metal project you know or um there's some real kind of 70s stuff that that one's just a really really strange piece but it's really interesting very artsy very artsy i guess the way to describe that one and then the other one i got on hold is uh that tenafly viper and that is with um the guitar player from autumn offering tommy church um bass player from Kamira. um Jim LaMarca, and then uh, Waylon sings, and I play drums on that one. And that one's kind of shelved right now until Tommy is uh, off of Victory Records because they've got some contractual obligations that need fulfilled before we can go doing anything. And plus, I don't want Tony coming and suing me. <laughs> so uh, there's there's that, and those are just kind of, like I said, sitting in the, in, in the wings. And then The Pig and I and Gravy still do the 216 uh, band with uh, J-Man. So we get together uh, three, four, five times a year, yeah. maybe more if we're lucky. But uh, that one still still draws. We only we put out one album, and it's it's more of a family type of thing, you know. Um, it's not really about you know putting products out there and doing it. We get together and do it because we love it. This may have already happened, but are you doing a special gig in Cleveland, and you're going to have maybe some local acts come out and support you? Um, well, as of right now, we're trying to put together our Halloween show in Cleveland, which would be you know hope, I think it, I think it's on a, 31st is a Saturday this year, I think. Is it? I, I hope. It always works out nice. But, um, yeah, because we're not going to be touring. We're going to be finishing up the album, so it's going to be a one-off. But I, I believe that's what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. just want to talk a little bit about the actual show. And without a doubt, when you see a Mushroom Head gig, you're not just seeing a bunch of guys standing there still. There's tons of stuff going on. And... Is it harder for you guys to deal with all the different things that are going on on stage, the special effects and the costumes and all that kind of stuff? No, it's like a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you know, it's a, it's a funny, funny thing. You get it's a uh, funny thing. <laughs> it is. You get the uh, you get the mask on, and that's kind of sliding around your face, and you get the hair inside your mask falling in front of your eyes, and you have the lights coming from the floor and the fog coming from the side and the lights coming from the top. And you're trying to do all this and actually play your instrument and look cool at the same time. Not too many people could pull that off, you know, as good as I do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's it's really tough. But man, what uh, the, when you when you have the costume on and, and you feel the energy from the crowd, what an exhilarating experience! And uh, it just get just gives you all the, the the extra juice you need to get through you know the hour set. Yeah, uh, as long as it's air conditioned, I'm fine. No, uh, I tell you what, when you put that mask on, sometimes you, you just instantly get in that vibe. It's it's different. Like I feel weird because we do that two one six. I was just mentioning, and we'll do those gigs, and I walk up there and I'm like, I'm missing something, right. you know. Yeah. So it, it definitely brings out a different side of us, and uh, like we've got some different costumes tonight, and it's once again even more of a different side of us. Like I enjoy with the new costumes because I can sit back, play drums, and watch these guys, and they entertain me now. You know, <laughs> it's it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's hot though. <laughs> I can imagine, man. I can absolutely imagine, especially behind the kit. You know, everybody sweats while you're playing, but especially drummers. And then you have a mask on and the whole nine yards. Yeah, as long as I'm um, not too close to some park hands, I'm usually okay with a fan or two. But, um, yeah, sometimes. And, man, you get the humidity going. And I, the other night I was just, I just didn't have nothing left, man. I could barely, by the last tune, I'm just like, oh, I can't even pick up my arm to hit the cymbal just ride it. <laughs> start feeling the, uh, the 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 chills on the skin and the heat stroke, you know, and yeah. you start seeing the dots in your eyes, and you think, man, we hope this one more, tune. <laughs> yeah, one, one more tune, one more tune. That's all I got to do. One more. Now, are you still doing the thing where Little Dan comes up and plays the actual kit for yeah. a couple of tunes, yeah. and then you you head over to his area? Yeah, yeah we've uh, kind of graduated to that whole thing as part of the show. He, now he does the last two tunes, and then I come out and do water drums for. Or last two or the last one and a half or whatever it's called. But, um, yeah, we, we've been doing that for a while, and he did it on the Mayhem. He did it uh, on the ICP. So uh, he's enjoying it, you know. And not to mention, you know, he's, he's had to cover for me a couple of times. I had to go back home to court a while back, and I was gone for like three gigs, and the boy knows it all. Wow. Little Dan, man, he rocks. Very, very cool. Now, speaking of the masks, this is the coolest thing. There's a website called MushroomHeadMasks.com, and people can actual, actually order the same type of stuff you guys are wearing. The, the, they're the actual ones that we wear, and they're actually hand-painted by the band members. Depends on which one you get. If you order the deluxe one, it's actually, like, if you order a pig, it's painted by the pig. Wow. Oh, if yeah. you order a skinny, God. it's painted by skinny. You know? And you get, like, a certificate, and it's a little wax seal with an X face on it, and it's signed. and uh, it's, They're pretty, pretty slick one band that always gave something extra in their albums was Kiss and and I loved it because they they put on a show were you guys at all influenced by them oh yeah yeah Kiss was a huge one Alice Cooper I mean, we're all old so uh yeah it's Kiss Alice Cooper the residents um you know where, where do you go from there it just it just keeps going yeah I mean it really all the all the extra theatrics uh was was always a big part of the band uh obviously you know we like bands that put the music first and the theatrics second um, but it just should be a close second. Uh, it should be a real good experience while you're up there. But the, you got to have the good music to back it up, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you guys absolutely do. Now, I know you guys uh, get ready to go on stage rock soon. Yeah, rock the house. <laughs> rock the uh, proverbial hizzy, is it? Hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with Talking Metal. Well, and I cannot wait for the show tonight. I'm really excited to see the new costumes and the new masks and uh just hearing you guys is going to be the best part. Right on. Well, thank you, man. Definitely thanks. Anytime uh, anyone wants an, uh, to do an interview, we're usually more than welcome to do it. But uh, this time I'm glad I did because it's much more fun. <laughs> thanks. And you might want to save your opinion on how the new look is until after the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm confident it's going to be cool. But oh, thank- creepy, man. It's creepy.
Cool deal, guys. Well, thanks again. Why don't you pick a track that we'll uh, take it out with? 1,200. By the way, I love the double bass in that tune. Thanks. It's pain in the ass. It's so hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.